Welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is Beyond the Illusion. In today's episode, we have a discussion about Reiki. If you're not familiar with Reiki, here's Tiana's description from her website, awakeningtransformation.com. Reiki is a form of energy healing that originates in Japan. Reiki is universal energy. Everything is energy. Reiki helps to clear and balance the energetic system, which can have a positive effect for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual issues. Most people experience Reiki as peaceful, calm, and relaxing. As you'll hear more about later in this conversation, Reiki is special to me because it was one of the first things that I encountered outside of my previous belief system that I was able to actually do and experience something real and tangible from. It was around the time that I learned about Reiki that a lot started happening to me internally. And somehow I began seeking out other things that my previous belief system would not have even considered. Before we go to the conversation though, I just wanted to give you a heads up that during this recording, I was just starting to get over a cold that I had had for a few days. It's unfortunate because it affected my voice so much, but I didn't want to put off doing this episode until I sounded completely normal again, so we went ahead with the recording. Thank you very much for your patience and understanding. We met at a Reiki share, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly. That's the first time that yes. you came to my office was for the Reiki share? Yep. And what made you decide to come to the Reiki share? Had you heard about Reiki before or? Yeah, I had been hearing about it and, uh, well, I had been watching these, sh- these shows on TV about. About Reiki? There are shows about Reiki? <laughs> no, uh, they're about paranormal stuff. And then one of the people on the show was saying like, you need to have a Reiki practitioner come over and, you know, do Reiki on you and it'll help. And you know, she had said that several times and I was like, Oh, what is this Reiki stuff? So I looked it up and then that's how I found your website. And then I was like, Oh, I'm going to go try that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that's how you came to the Reiki share. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, it was. And I felt like, you know, I felt called to, to that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had like explored anything spiritual like that, you know, since meditation, I guess a few years back. And then, yeah, I was like super curious about it. And then that's how it all started. You know, I went and met you there and everything. So what was your, so that was the first time that you experienced Reiki. What was your experience like in that Reiki share? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, I think that's why I came back and wanted to learn it Mm -hmm. is because, uh, you know, I had a lot of, I could feel a lot of energy or whatever it was. And I didn't know what it was at that time. And I was like, oh, there's really something happening. (laughs) You know, I was actually surprised. So, um, and then I could see colors and, um, I could just feel these feelings, you know, like emotions and things that I knew were inside and like were surfacing. And then, um, you know, it made me even more curious. So that's why, you know, I wanted to go back. Yeah. So for people that don't know, uh, Reiki share, that's an event that I hold once a month, a free event where anyone can come and get like a little mini session of Reiki. It's 10 minutes of Reiki, but it's not just me giving the Reiki, it's me and um, generally some of my students. So there might be anywhere from three to six people giving you Reiki at one time in that 10 minutes. And so it can be sometimes a lot of energy and everyone experiences Reiki differently. So you never know 
Um, so I actually just had the Reiki share last night. It was the monthly Reiki share was last night. So it's very um, fresh in my mind. It's just always really interesting to see when people who are new, when they come, what their experience is going to be like, because everyone has a different way of feeling and sensing and experiencing energy. And so it doesn't matter what everybody else told you was their experience. Uh, you won't know until you have your own what it's going to be like for you. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Cause that's the same thing that you're saying happened in the Reiki share that I went to is that other people were describing completely different things, but they were all very interesting, you know, and it was their own way of experiencing it. So what was your introduction to Reiki? Well, you know, my story about being in the corporate world and then being dissatisfied by that and finding meditation and having a hard time at first with meditation, but then once it sort of clicked, I was really into meditation and I would meditate for three or four hours a day. And so all sorts of crazy things started happening when I was meditating for those long periods of uh, time. And one of those things was that I started feeling all of these energetic sensations and not knowing what it was. And kind of I was, I wanted to look for to find somebody who knew something about this energy thing. And so it wasn't easy like it, not that it's easy now, but it sort of is. Um, there's so many more people out there talking about this thing and it's out there more. So I was lucky to find a Reiki master. Well, somebody just said, oh, there's this energy healer and you should see him. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, I want to see him. Maybe he'll help me. So I booked a session with him without really knowing anything about Reiki. I used to say even that Reiki found me because <laughs> I wasn't specifically looking for Reiki. I was just looking for something to tell me more about energy. And so then when I went to have the session with him, I didn't really have specific expectations and I was just blown away. I just felt so much at an... Um, I felt a lot of joy and a lot of connection and all these different types of sensations. And I thought, can I have that all the time? <laughs> I'd like to have that all the time. How can I have that all the time? And he said, oh, I can, I teach Reiki. I can teach you. And so that's how I started with Reiki, just kind of trying to figure out what was happening within me during meditation. And then after that, at some point you decided that you wanted to go far enough so that you could teach others how to do it. Yeah, I mean, that was a journey. So like that whole time in my life was quite spectacular <laughs> in a way, going from only believing in the physical material world and then having this whole other dimension basically open up and the world became so colorful and rich and interesting and exciting. With the meditation and then the Reiki, everything was so just compelling. I felt this passion, this part of me come alive that I didn't have before. Suddenly I felt like this is how I want to spend all my time. I just want to read these kinds of books and play with the energy and meditate and travel in the cosmos. And I didn't really have any interest in my job anymore. And it would have been okay. It was going, it would have been okay because my boss, I lived in Hawaii and my boss was in Dallas and I was, I, they gave me an office from home. 
So it wasn't like somebody was like watching over me. I didn't have to punch in in a clock. And I just kind of had things that I needed to get done in a time frame. And and I was doing them, but I was feeling guilty because I knew that my heart wasn't in it. And also that I could do so much more if I was interested in that. But really all I wanted to do was this, you know, meditation and inner work and energy healing. And so I ended up quitting my job and moving to Boston and not sure what the next step was, but feeling like I wanted time freedom. And so, and then when I moved to Boston, then I wanted to continue Reiki. But I, I think this might be sort of a just, I don't know if it's just a Boston thing. It's definitely that area, that New England area. You know, people are very much in their head and very intellectual and things should be done a certain way. So, and then back there, then it wasn't easy to find um, Reiki practitioners like it is now. I found a guy who did Reiki or who taught Reiki, and he told me since I had done level one with him, I had to do it over before I could do level two. So I did level one over with him, and then I did level two. And I didn't resonate with him as much, but he was like the only person that I could find. Um, but then when I was visiting my family back in Hawaii um, over the holidays, I decided to go back to my original teacher because I really liked him. He he just was very um, humble but sincere and quiet but felt very wise kind of. I just really liked his energy. And so, so I did Reiki 2 with him. So I did Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 twice actually. Um, And then I wanted to do Reiki Master with the teacher in Hawaii, but he only offered it as a one-year apprenticeship, which isn't very common anymore. I don't know if it was common back then or not, because I didn't know a lot of people who did Reiki, but I didn't want to move back to Hawaii for a year. Um, Then I ended up finding another teacher who I could take Reiki Master teacher. So there's the way that I was taught is that there's sort of, there's three classes. There's Reiki one, where you learn how to give Reiki to yourself, how to give Reiki to others. You learn the history of Reiki. You learn some energy principles. You practice working with Reiki on each other and on yourself. Um, There's a lot packed into that first class. And really, I think that a lot of people could just do Reiki one and really benefit because then you can give Reiki to yourself every day. And I feel like that's one of the biggest benefits is just to give yourself some Reiki every day. It helps you clear all the drama that went on today and anything that's going on in your physical body. So it's just this really amazing, wonderful tool. But then Reiki 2 is distance Reiki and working with symbols. And then the last level, um, the way that my last teacher, she taught it was Reiki 3 and Reiki 4 are taught together. Reiki 3 is Reiki Master, um, where you learn how to give attunements attunements are what open someone as a channel as for the energy so when you come and you have a reiki session that's different from an attunement a reiki session is when you're like a sponge you come and you just receive all the energy through the practitioner to you but then if you want more reiki you have to come again to a practitioner and receive but if you get attuned which is what happens in a class you get opened as a channel, you get directly connected to Reiki, and then you have Reiki for life. So anyway, so Reiki 3 is Reiki Master, where you learn how to do attunements, and then Reiki 4 is Reiki Teacher, where you learn how to teach class. So that was taught together 
in one class, Reiki 3-4, Reiki Master Teacher, and that's the way that I teach my classes is those three levels. So with her, she told me, you don't have to do one and two over again, but it just so happened that my boyfriend at that time really wanted to take the class and he wanted me to take it with him. So I ended up doing Reiki one and two three times and then wow. doing Reiki Master Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot that you had taken it three times. I was thinking two, and then you said three, and then I remembered, oh, gosh, that's right. She did say three. Yeah, I need to I, – I remember when I, you know, took the Reiki class from you and learned how to do Reiki. A couple things happened, so – and I want to ask you if this is common or not. Um, so I feel like um, once I got the attunements that something, you know, changed inside of me, and I felt like um, more compelled to – you know, go further in my own spirituality. And it was like an opening happened. And I thought that was like, it was amazing at that time. And I, you know, I practiced Reiki on myself every day at that time. And I would start to feel more and more, you know, each time that I would do it. And, you know, I would have these uh, really intense um, meditations where I was learning about myself almost, you know, that was like, things coming up for me that hadn't surfaced in a long time that I needed to work through and just a lot happened. And I'm wondering, like, is that fairly common for people to have that kind of an opening when they learn Reiki? It can be. So everybody's different, but yeah, what happens is the attunement connects you to a bigger flow of this. So Reiki is um, universal life energy. And so anyone can connect to it actually. But um, the way to um, safely, uh, definitely connect to the energy is to get an attunement because what happens is a lot of times if people think like, oh, I'm just gonna connect to Reiki on my own um, and, and they use it, a lot of times they end up using their own physical energy instead of the Reiki. Like you shouldn't feel drained after giving Reiki. So when you get attuned, through a Reiki master, then you are tapped into this bigger flow of this high frequency energy. And so now that bigger flow is working through your energetic system and clearing and balancing whatever you're ready for, whatever you're open to. And so if you're working with the energy daily, it's kind of like, just imagine like you had all of this crud on your body and like just these layers of dirt and then each time when you're connecting to the energy it's kind of washing some of that away and you're feeling um cleaner and fresher and more yourself and more vibrant that's what's happening with your energetic system do you still get a lot of those physical sensations in your body when you do it even after practicing for this long it's kind of the opposite. It's the more you practice, the more you're getting that because uh, you're becoming more and more sensitive to subtler and higher frequencies of energy. So it just the longer you do it, the more fun it becomes to me. <laughs> um, certainly, it's kind of like I, I compare it to meditation where, you know, some days you have an amazing meditation and you're just blown away. And then the next day, it's kind of frustrating or you don't experience very much and um, Reiki can be like that some days it's really big and mind-blowing and other days it's very soft and subtle um, but similar to meditation if you're just working with it regularly then over time you just kind of look back and you think wow I've really changed and I didn't 
I didn't effort that. It just happened very organically. I'm I'm feeling calmer. Things are not, you know, ruffling my feathers so much. Uh, I'm becoming more sensitive. I feel a lot more joy just because and things like that. So I know in your Reiki shares that you have, um, you know, several people doing Reiki, depending if they're attuned or not, um, on one person at a time and you take turns and then sometimes you'll actually receive it too. Has there ever been a time where you felt a lot like that, you know, like really powerful? Yeah, it's interesting. I used to try to figure out why sometimes, you know, it felt so much and sometimes not because I guess logically I would think that the more people that are giving Reiki, the bigger the experience theoretically should be. Um, But it's not always that way. Sometimes when I'm giving Reiki to myself, it feels much more powerful than the Reiki share. And then other times in the Reiki share and all these people, it's really big and intense. So I think there's a lot of factors uh, that play into it. Everything from maybe what's going on within me or what did I eat today (laughs) or how much did I sleep to the other people who are the practitioners to the astrological alignments in the bigger energy flows. Um, So I realized I don't need to figure it out. (laughs) The cool thing about Reiki is um, that people don't always know, which is really helpful to know. Um, especially in the class, this is what I teach. But anyway, and if you come to experience Reiki, it's helpful to know that Reiki does everything and the practitioner does nothing. It's The practitioner is just this conduit for the energy and the energy is very gentle and loving and wise. And so, you know, the fact that sometimes it's big and intense, maybe that's what's needed that day and the fact that sometimes it's soft and subtle that might be what's needed with reiki the giver and the receiver co-create healing together so it's not like oh what the reiki practitioner is doing to the receiver the receiver opens as little or as much as they feel comfortable with I mean, usually not even on a conscious level. That's all happening on a subconscious level. But when you show up to receive Reiki, you might be a little unsure or you might be just fully open and like, yes, I need this. And so that factors into how much Reiki you receive. So it's kind of beautiful because it's a co-creative effort together. Yeah, I I remember going a couple of different times after that to the Reiki share and then... um there were there was always somebody or multiple people who would have start crying they would have you know be in tears when it was over and there was all kinds of different reasons you know Mm -hmm. they would always give different reasons but i always thought that was really amazing that it would move someone that much you know to tears really and um and and it made me wonder so kind of like what happened with me you know where i kind of opened up spiritually and then i really started on a path after that um do you see that happening with other people too i'm just curious like where they start on a spiritual path after they learn how to do reiki absolutely a lot a lot of people come to reiki for maybe a physical or emotional issue and you know they just want stress relief 
to feel more calm and balanced or just to have more physical body energy to get them through the day. But what happens is as you're working with this energy and it keeps clearing things out, your vibration keeps getting higher and higher. And so as your vibration raises, that's when you awaken spiritually. And so the more someone's working with Reiki, um, life is getting better and you're feeling better. And then it's activating. If you think of the seven chakras and their um, energy centers, and, and the lowest one is the slowest, lowest vibration. And then as you move up along the spine, up into the top chakra, the the crown chakra, the highest one in our physical body, is the fastest spiritual you know, vibration chakra. And so as you are working with Reiki regularly, things are clearing and these are opening. And so for people who are just very material world focused and don't believe in anything spiritual, these upper chakras will be fairly closed. But if they started working with their energy and things were clearing, then they start to open and activate. And that's how people can sense and feel things that other people can't people don't believe in energy maybe some people don't believe it because they've never felt or sensed or seen or experienced it that's because their vibration is at a certain rate it it makes sense uh to me that makes a lot of sense to me even if i'm not thinking in spiritual terms i'm thinking in just rational physical world terms uh it still makes sense because um there's this well it's not it's not a concept it's it's actual fact that we only know of one percent of the type different types of energy in the world and all the rest of them are either invisible or unknown to us you know in our waking everyday life so that's 99 percent of all energy that's a lot it's almost everything we only know one little sliver and so if you think about that and you think about your body and your body is almost infinite universe of different types of energy. You know, if, if we only know 1%, then there's this huge realm of energy that we carry around with us everywhere that's part of us. And when I think about that, I, I can understand like, yes, so that's why I feel something is because there is some energy somewhere. Maybe it's in another dimension that we're not aware of yet. And it's, activating and then it's activating to a point and this is this is something Louise told me you know the law of one guy because <laughs> mm-hmm. and he, he he put it really clearly for me he said it's activating to a point where it's so strong in its in, in its um in its dimension or wherever it lives you know natively that it's pushing into the next one and that's why you can feel it is because it's penetrated into the portion of your physical body where you're picking up on the sensations at that point. And I just thought that's a really good way of explaining it because I can kind of almost see it that way. Yeah. um, If you just think of things as material, then that's how we have the illusion of separation. So you and I are separate beings um, because there's your body and here's my body. And then once you start to work with energy and you can sense and feel, you can sense and feel where things merge and the interconnectedness or, um, you know, when Trey Ganim came last week and brought his crystal skull, we could feel 
the vibration of that and you start to realize that all these fields of energy are interlapping you know and, and interconnected and um so then it awakens this awareness of the oneness and then the compassion that other is also me and so all of these things um awaken once you start to sense and feel energy and you can know the interconnectedness of all things yeah that's that's very true yeah and and like you were saying a minute ago you know once you start to activate the higher ones that's what kind of enables you to be able to feel more um, sensitively towards these other energies that are out there and i totally believe that because um, as i've worked with myself i can sometimes you know get sensations that i've never had before you know, I feel things in my body now that, um, that, you know, maybe just a couple of years ago I would have said that's impossible. You know, no, if you're feeling that, then it's something else, you know, and I would try to talk myself out of that. And, but now, um, it's gotten to the point where I feel things and I almost know that it's not my physical body. It's something else. You know, you just, I don't, you can't explain it, but you just know. Yeah. The more that you work with energy, uh, the more you realize that it's your own inner language. Like you have to kind of learn. It's like it's like understanding your dreams. Um, you can tell me your dream and I can tell you what I think it is. But that symbology actually comes from within your own psyche. So you really have the answers best for that. And that's how it is with energy. The way that people perceive it. When you get a sensation of hot energy, that might mean something different than when I get in a sensation. And so it's kind of fun. There's no um, book that can, I mean, there are books, but like I find that really it's about you um, paying attention and um, getting to know those different sensations and what they're associated with or what triggered them. We were talking about this last night, me and two other Reiki practitioners about all of these very subtle sensations because like you said, after each person got their little mini Reiki session, um, some people would really notice a lot and some people not so much. And um, like this one person, she didn't notice so much and she felt sort of disappointed, even though we had said before, everybody has a different way of experiencing the energy. But we, the practitioners, felt a lot of energy go into her. She received a lot of energy. She didn't notice it, but it didn't mean she didn't receive it. We all felt it because we're sensitive. Um, and one of the things that I teach in the class is that lots of times people who aren't feeling that much, it's the busy mind people. Their body, their energetic body is receiving all of this energy, but their mind is out there or 10 steps ahead or somewhere else. And so they're not noticing. And so part of it is about learning how to stay present and notice those really subtle things. That's kind of what you're talking about. These little subtle feelings and sensing, and it gets really fun, but uh, it takes a little bit of practice. And some people are naturals at it and some people are gonna need more time and practice with it. So if you practice more, um, are you, I guess you are really going to start feeling more. Have you, have you had clients tell you that? Oh yeah, I can. I mean, again, just like I said, like some people are naturally good at math and boom, just the first time they look at a math equation, they can figure it out on their own and other people will need, um, more practice. But 
Yes. In general, what I've seen is that the people that take it and run with it have a lot of really cool things happen. Um, And then the people that aren't so sure, so they don't really connect to it, might not. And so that's where my job as the teacher is to sort of encourage them so that when they leave the class that they will make a little time each day to work with the energy because it's really about that if you make a little time each day then over time things are really shifting and you're sensing and feeling and, and trusting reiki you have to trust reiki to work with it because you're not controlling it because reiki's in control and so you need your own experiences of working with reiki on yourself and starting to feel like, yes, every time that I go to give myself Reiki, Reiki shows up for me, and it's a nice experience. And wow, I've been working with Reiki for a little while now, and I can notice a difference. And once you have that, then if you were to offer Reiki to someone else, it's much easier to step aside. When I say step aside, I don't mean your physical body. I mean, our ego has to step aside. Our ego is the part that's like, I really want Tim to have a really cool experience so he believes in Reiki. I have to let that go like, and just trust like, this is Tim's first time having Reiki. He'll receive as little or as much as he's open to. He'll have the right experience for him because that's how Reiki always works. And I know that because I've been working with Reiki and I trust it, so. Yeah. At this point in the recording, a piece of equipment mysteriously failed. This is the second time that we were doing a podcast about energy and we had a piece of hardware fail. Last time it happened when we were talking about chakras, which are the energy centers in the body, and my computer strangely introduced a weird pulsing noise into the recording and the whole thing was ruined. Now that I think about it, this time it was the mixer board and it also started making a weird pulsing noise that sounded like this. In any case, it's all very odd and probably more than coincidence. Luckily, this time we were able to save the recording and continue on after I swapped out the mixer board with another one. I think that would be a good question to start with. Like if you were somebody who didn't know anything about Reiki, what would you tell them? So when people come, I tell them that Reiki is a Japanese energy healing modality. Rei means universal uh, life and ki means energy. So universal life energy. So it's a Japanese modality for channeling universal life energy. And because everything is energy, that means it can help your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual body. So it can work on some any all of those levels which is really cool because in the western medicine world we're so specialized that people go to you know if you have back pain you go to a back specialist and we look at everything as being separate first like your body is separate as your emotions and um, your thoughts and your beliefs and with reiki somebody might come for their back pain but they might also get emotional healing and they might also feel 
peace of mind when they leave or have a spiritual awakening like you mentioned. And so it's really cool because it works on things maybe that the person didn't even really know was needing help with or maybe something that the person wouldn't have sought out help for because with mental and emotional things, a lot of times either people feel embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help with those things or they're pushing them down and keeping they're so busy that they're not even aware that that's going on underneath it until boom something happens um manifests in your physical body and now you have to seek out help and you have to stop from going 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 and so sometimes people come with a physical ailment and that's the presenting issue but then they're getting so much more than that yeah so you can't really go into it expecting something from it, right? Because right. it doesn't really work like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is an interesting thing, right? Like, so if you did have back pain, um, maybe your back pain is going to get better. Um, maybe it's not. So I never get, let uh, anyone come in. I mean, I never give them any expectation or promise of a specific result what i can tell people is that reiki works in the highest good that it's a high vibrational frequency that'll help to clear and balance and harmonize your energy in a way that will be beneficial for you but what that specific way is i don't know so for most people when they're contacting me and they've not experienced reiki before I just tell them, well, you can come in and book a session and see how you feel after and see if it's the right modality for you. See if if you feel better or not um, versus like, yes, in three sessions, your back pain is going to go away. I can't say something like that. Yeah, that would be a little misleading. But having said that, I know that there are people that have gone to you and with physical ailments and had them feel much better after that because they've told me themselves. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just there's everything under the sun I can think of people have had get better through Reiki. It's just that you don't know if, you know, this is the person or this is the time when that's going to get better. But, but yeah, I've had people come in with chronic pain and have that suddenly go away or have um, knee issues or have injured themselves in some way and then suddenly that's gone. Someone that had like a a rash on her skin and had gone to all these different specialists and nothing had worked and then just after the session it got better and all sorts of different types of things can happen. (laughs) Right, yeah, I mean it's not always gonna happen Mm -hmm. because like you were saying a minute ago, when you have a physical ailment, there's usually a, an emotional or even spiritual component to it as well. So, you know, if I'm feeling, you know, maybe, you know, some kind of pain somewhere, there may be some underlying emotional issue that I'm not facing, which is the real reason that I'm having this physical pain. Can, can you talk a little about that? Yeah. So if you, if you think about these energy bodies that we have, and the frequency again kind of like the chakras running along the spine and at the highest level the highest frequency that's your spiritual body and that frequency is very fast and so people can't see and touch um, it but if you 
are able to raise your own frequency high, you can sense or feel or notice it. But most people, so let's say you have an imbalance at that level, most people will not be aware of that at all. And so then it drops down into the mental body, uh, your beliefs, your thoughts. And so let's say that you have an imbalance there. The one that I usually use when I teach the class is, I'm not good enough, because so many people have that. I'm not good enough. And it's a belief. It's not a truth. Um, It's a belief. But to the person, a lot of times they don't even see it as a belief. That's, oh, you know, my life experience has showed I'm never good enough. I'm not good enough. And so you could catch that imbalance at the mental level and be like, wait, that's ridiculous. I'm just as good as anybody else. And you could fix it on that level. But most people don't or won't, right? And so then if I if I believe that I'm not good enough, if that's my pervasive belief system, then that affects my emotional body. If I'm not good enough, let's say I'm sad a lot, I'm not good enough, or I'm frustrated a lot, or I'm angry, I'm not good enough. And if I'm sad all the time, I could catch it at the emotional level and I could say, wait, why am I sad all the time? Oh, I, I don't think that's normal to be sad all the time. Um, and some people, again, will catch it at this level and they'll just go and they'll take some pill that will make them not sad all the time, but it didn't fix their imbalance, their belief that I'm not good enough. All it does is kind of just mask that, right? It didn't really fix it. But um, a lot of people also will start to just think like, oh, this is just the way it is. This is just life. This is the way it is. And they won't seek out any help or think that anything can happen or they'll be really embarrassed about it. They don't want other people to see or know that and they might not seek out help. And so then, and then, or they'll just distract themselves. Well, you know, maybe if I just work really hard and make more money, then I'm going to feel better and then I'm going to be good enough and then I'm going to be happy, right? This is a lot of people do that whole game, but it doesn't really work um, because if you have that underlying belief and then you have that sadness, it's not going to fix it. But anyway, and so I'm not good enough. I'm sad all the time. That ener- that imbalance, that energy then drops down into the physical. And then let's just say back pain. So then suddenly I have this back pain and you go to the doctor and they can't explain why you have this back pain all the time. But they're like, here, let me give you a steroid shot. And that back pain goes away for eight months or whatever, but it doesn't fix your sadness and it doesn't fix your I'm not good enough. Or they come and they have a Reiki session for their back pain. And because everything is energy and everything's connected, if they are really open and they receive a lot of that energy, it could work on their mental imbalance level, or it could work on their emotional imbalance level, or it could work on their physical imbalance level. So it's really nice because when you work with energy, you're kind of working at the source or the root level. All of these things are expressions of the one energy. And so we're like an energy body. These different energy bodies I mentioned kind of make up our whole energetic body. And so the more that we're working right at our energetic body level, then the manifestations in our life, the thoughts that I think, the emotions that I feel, how my body, how healthy it is and how it feels, those are all emanations, a reflection of my own energy body. And so rather than having to go take antidepressants for my sadness and then get the steroid shot for um, the back pain and then, you know, whatever else, all of these different things, you could work 
at the source level at energy. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's fantastic because as you were saying that, I remembered that when when I was telling you about when I first started doing Reiki and I was really practicing, you know, consistently a lot and uh, a lot of emotional things did start to surface for me. And I realized at that point that there were a ton of these things that I had never, ever addressed. And I knew that I had been suppressing them at that point, you know, had I not been so focused internally, I don't know if I ever would have, you know, I may have eventually got to the point where, like you said, these things would have just manifested themselves physically and I would have gotten sick from them. And which is kind of the reason I'm thinking right now, um, why I have this really bad cold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just kidding. No. Um, But yeah, that's, that did happen for me. And I felt like that was a really powerful approach for me to like, Hey, say, Hey, you know, I, these things happened in my life or, or there are these issues that I have. And if I don't face them now, like it's really going to be a problem at some point because they're coming up for a reason. They're not just here in my mind for no reason. I'm not just thinking about them over and over again for nothing. Um, something wants to get resolved here. And I feel like, yeah, that was Reiki was definitely a trigger for me to kind of work through some of that. And it's been extremely helpful because a lot of what was happening, you know, just in, in terms of me personally at that point was related to um, my relationships with other people. And, and females in particular, because I have a wife and a daughter and, you know, and, and it was just stuff from my past that I hadn't really ever addressed. And it really enriched my relationship with them after that, you know, it made it better. Yeah. Emotions are probably one of the biggest things that block our energetic system and our society doesn't teach us the value of emotions, how to work with emotions, honoring emotions. And so it's super common in our culture from what I've seen from my clients that people are stuffing their emotions and then it's creates this kind of energetic sludge that people are carrying around and and no wonder they don't know who they are and what they want and what's going to make them happy everything's all just this energetic sludge i like to think of and so and like you said when those emotions come up um it's uncomfortable and people don't know what to do so that's why they stuff it Uh, the beautiful thing with reiki is it's such a soothing nurturing energy that you realize like oh this emotion can come up and i can feel better and it doesn't have to come up all painful it can come up um what's great about working with reiki is that we see that we can shift and change and heal in a good way because <laughs> there's this like no pain no gain concept in our culture and so people think like oh you know if it's not really hard and i haven't struggled through it then it's not really valuable and worthwhile and yet with reiki like as the practitioner i go like i said i'm not doing anything i'm just being the funnel for this energy the tube that it flows through and i'm not doing anything and yet amazing things are happening and it's so beautiful and so uh, the more that i started working with reiki it shifted my worldview and I realized like because I'm very growth motivated which you know from knowing mm-hmm. me. um and I realized like oh growing doesn't have to always be hard um it doesn't have to be pain or struggle yeah so um as you're working with Reiki 
and you're bringing in this high vibrational energy and it's kind of slowly clearing out and cleansing our lower density emotions and lower density energy and so our own resting vibration is getting higher and everything is energy and so we start to resonate with higher frequency things this happened so many times that it's kind of funny to me so many of my reiki students um, and even some of my reiki clients told me that after receiving a reiki session or after receiving an attunement to reiki they just stopped being interested in their cigarettes they just know you know like if you know people that have stopped smoking uh, some people really struggled with it it's been very hard for people to give up smoking and yet here these people are where they just one day they look at their cigarettes and they're just like, yeah, they don't they're not attracted to them anymore because they're not in resonance because the cigarette is at this lower frequency and now they're at a higher frequency. And so you start being interested in things that match your frequency. And this is not just um, like cigarettes, but people like relationships, maybe toxic relationship that you kept going back to. And yet and then you're able to just easily walk away because you're at a different vibration. And so some of those things uh, or our bad habits or, you know, whatever these things are that are at a lower frequency, we easily detach and, and let them go because now we're drawn to things that are at a higher frequency. Yeah. We do get attached to things because we're at a certain place in our life and it keeps us there. Letting go of that is part of growing and moving on. I guess you're always kind of in that. I mean, not everybody, but for me at least, it's always been like this consistent, constant transformation. Sometimes it slows way down and other times it speeds way up and that's when you really notice it, I think. Yeah, because it's one thing to know that, oh, this is not good for me but still be drawn and attracted to it. And it's another thing to just not be drawn and attracted. So that's the hard thing is um, when people know better, but the way they feel is that they get pulled to something negative. The funny one was one of my students said that she just hated vegetables and found them disgusting and everybody knows vegetables are good for you <laughs> so she made this whole effort where she chopped them all up really 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 small and then would make sauces to cover up and sort of trick herself into eating them so it was like a lot of work and then after being attuned to reiki she started craving vegetables she wanted to so either way she's eating the vegetables but one it's like struggle and effort and then the other one is like joy and so that's what I like about working with energy is that you can start growing through joy and instead of struggle. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier is that when, when I was talking about the, the things that were coming up for me in my relationships, they came up and I remembered, you know, when I used to think about them, they were actually very painful and that's why I pushed them down. But then as I was working with them now, it was like they weren't painful. I was... I was seeing them for what they were, you know, it was a lesson. It was, it was a learning opportunity. And it was almost like sometimes I would, would cry too. Even I would get to the point where it was like, yes, I, I understand this. And it was like, it was amazing. It felt good. And it would, I would cry, but it would be more like tears of joy. You know, it was, you know, those kind of like happy tears, like, yes, this feels good. I'm healing this and, and I'm moving on. And it felt really good. It's so common for people to cry. I have a big box of tissues and everyone always seems kind of 
embarrassed or, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, that's really, really normal. Like you said, there's different reasons why we cry. It could be a releasing sadness, but there's the happy cry. And also there's the touched cry. I get this one a lot, like when I'm meditating or something, and I touch this just really beautiful energy, and I'm sort of in awe and wonderment and tears of, of gratitude and just stroll, you know, stream down my eyes. Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, that's really amazing too when you have that. Yeah, I've had that when I've meditated a few times, you know, it's just pretty rare though. For me, I always, I don't know if I said this in your class, but um, I call myself a Reiki enthusiast. I'm so passionate about Reiki um, because it still amazes me after all these years. Like I was telling you before, it just gets better and better and better. And it seems, despite all the crazy woo-woo spiritual things that I do, it still seems so hard to believe that this energy just gives and gives and gives and is the easiest thing in the world to do. I mean, I've taught kids Reiki, even kids can do Reiki, it's so simple. And yet it's so powerful and and it works in so many ways for you. And so to me, I feel like I'm looking forward to the day when it's taught in school. And I think everyone needs this, you know, I think that when people contact me, sometimes they're surprised that, oh, I can use Reiki just for myself. People think that Reiki is only for practitioners who are giving it to clients, but I really want people to know that Reiki is this tool like meditation, but even more useful that you can just have for yourself to help you with your emotional upsets, to help you with your physical pains and aches, to help you restore your energy to help calm your mind like when i am working with reiki it sort of puts me in a meditative state and so a lot of people struggle everybody it's kind of getting pretty well known now about meditation um it's being pretty accepted because they're doing it in all of these corporations and things like that but some people still really struggle it's hard for them to bring their mind to that state and they give up but with reiki it does everything for you. All you have to do is get attuned and then Reiki does it all. And so how wonderful is that? I just love it. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, like you said, with meditation, there is some practice involved and you do have to work at it to kind of get there, you know. But yeah, with Reiki, you just you just kind of let it happen. And yeah, I love that too. Yeah, I had a, and so this is still in the works, it's not final yet, but a company reached out to me and wanted me, wanted to include Reiki as part of their kind of corporate wellness. So I was like, yes, Reiki's finally getting to that place where it's legitimized and companies understand the benefit and value. And wouldn't it be great if that was a normal thing? Like it would be so useful in that environment. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations. I'm, if it works out, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell my company about it now too. I didn't ever think of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. you could be the Reiki person in your company. <laughs> no, you, no, you could do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So is there anywhere that people can find out more about your practice and all that? Oh, I mean, my website, awakeningtransformation.com. I have been on, on a couple other people's podcasts and talked about Reiki. And so I think those episodes are on my website And then, of course, if anyone's in the Austin area, we do the monthly Reiki share 
And so it's a free event where anyone can come and receive some Reiki. And of course, wherever you live, if you just search Reiki share, you know, there's unless you're in a really small town, there's probably something in, in your area too. It's a pretty common thing where Reiki practitioners want to share it out in the world, out in the community. And also because people are not so familiar with it they kind of need a little taste of it first to see if like oh what is this going to be like and then from there they feel kind of more comfortable with it and are willing to kind of explore more so if somebody's interested in in going to your reiki share they would just go to your website and sign up for that Mm -hmm. yeah and so wherever you live if you're looking for a reiki practitioner I would really recommend, you know, Reiki's not regulated by our government, and I'm glad about that. Now, if you live in the UK, it is regulated, which is kind of nice for them because um, insurance covers Reiki over there. And so Reiki's maybe more well-known there even. But here in the United States, it's not regulated, which I think is good for the most part. But what it means is sort of that you as the client, when you're seeking out a practitioner, you kind of need to vet people, just talk to them and tune into yourself and see if if somebody's like, remember Reiki's doing all of the healing. So if someone's like, I can heal you, I'm, you know, if, if, if you got to listen for their ego and see if people are thinking that they're the ones doing it. And I would be, you know, cautious about anyone who makes any specific promise with Reiki because you really can't. And people are practicing adding their own things, you know, some of which are really cool. But again, it just depends on the person. Like, so some people are doing sort of psychic readings or intuitive readings and adding that into Reiki. And Reiki traditionally is not that. And so if you're looking for that, then you ask for that. But but you kind of want to, when you're seeking someone out, ask them, what is a session like? And, you know, what would that experience be like? And make sure that it's aligned with what you're looking for and then it honors you you have your own inner healer and it's not giving your power away to somebody else or putting them on the pedestal you really are co-creating the healing together that's really good advice well thank you so much for telling us all about reiki and giving us a rundown of how it goes and sharing your knowledge yeah Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Tiana Roser for sharing her knowledge about Reiki with us and for all the work she does to keep this podcast going. If you'd like to learn more about Tiana's services, you can find her online at awakeningtransformation.com. I'd also like to say thank you very much to Casey Henson for creating the music we use on this podcast. For more information about us or to access past episodes, please visit our website, beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. And you can find us on social media as well. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. This will help other people find us. Take care.